This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And Eddie Pinheiro, a fourth-year man out of Florida, of Nicaraguan descent, will try to boot the Panthers to a win and deliver a huge blow to the playoff hopes of the Falcons and give Chris Tabor his first win as an NFL head coach, and he's done it. Break out the cigar, Chris Tabor. It's the first win of your head coaching career in the NFL. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Yo, who, who is that on the call there? What was that? That's Fox Sports, right? This weekend, Panthers yes, and Falcons, Adam, Adam Amin on the call? Yeah. <clears throat> There's a lot going on there. Why? Why? Where you want to start? Why was uh? Why would we pick like the the game winning field goal to yeah. mention that that first? Like who who cares what what where Eddie Pinheiro is from? He's a completely irrelevant. He's a great like yeah. a jabroni field goal kicker of Nicaraguan descent. Like why was that the moment to mention that Eddie Pinheiro yeah. is of Nicaraguan descent? <laughs> like what? Like I don't understand. I don't, I don't like get a... it. It's it's like a Kevin Harlanism. It's like you're. It's like when you parody Harlan, you Since like set Eddie up a Pinheiro play. Like... from Nicaragua, which is in South America, <laughs> which Eddie featured Pinheiro, the World Cup champions last Denagua, year, which of course is in Central, which of course is in Central America. When Argentina beat France to win the World Cup in a penalty shootout with Leo Messi and Emmy Martinez and Ken Barkley bet someone else for the Golden Glove, then Emmy Martinez won, and then pantomime something against his crotch. I don't, I don't, Nicar- Nicaraguan descent. I don't. I don't understand. Anyway, well, the, the, the Adam Amin on the call. Chris Tabor get the victor. Chris Tabor. I need a cigar, cigar right now for Chris. For Chris Tabor, like these are the stars yeah. of the game. Chris Tabor and Eddie Pinheiro. Anyway, uh, Panthers with the big win last week. Will Brinson from the Carolinas will join us in just a moment, as he always does on a Wednesday. Hashtag Will Wednesdays. But Steve Berline. Will's teammate at CBS Sports coming up in 20 minutes. Eric Eager next hour. All of our bets for tonight. And Matt Moore coming up in the Power Hour final hour of the show. But joining us right now, the aforementioned on a Will Wednesday, the great Will Brinson from CBS Sports, uh, host of the Pick 6 podcast. You can watch Will on CBS Sports HQ and all his NFL writing on CBSSports.com. Will on Twitter, at Will Brinson, in case I didn't mention that already. Will, from the Carolinas, attended college at NC State. Welcome to the show, my friend. Happy Week 16 to you and yours. And Merry Early Christmas to you the family happy holidays to uh to you and ken and everyone there at you better you bet <clears throat> i will say i i don't i don't i don't watch or listen to your show unless i'm on but uh i've never really <laughs> I've never really caught this uh this kevin harlan slander and i i don't think i like it kevin harlan just, is just uh, for the uh, record it is not slander that is not slander it's like an parody. homage to kevin harlan we love okay, kevin okay. harlan on the show it's a comedic homage very much parody yes. okay yeah. yeah but like you've heard harlan do that where he'll be like 
He'll be like doing bats. He'll be like, and Paolo Bancaro with the jumper. Bancaro attending college at Duke. Number one overall yeah. pick in the draft. And he'll like roll through the guy's entire bio. And he's, he's great. <laughs> yeah, uh, he does it more yeah. in the NBA than he does in the NFL, I think. Oh, uh, we played some NFL where, you know. I, I'm, I'm especially annoyed right. that now I'm going to notice this when, I, when I'm listening to Kevin Harlan, who is. Well, he does the like, obvi- Yeah, so the radio call info. definitely more than the, the television call. I mean, I would say that, and I mean, you know, obviously Jim, Jim Nance, my number one, Tony Jim Nance, Jimmy Rama, my number one, the CBS employee. I'm, I'm really, really partial to Kevin Harlan. I think Kevin Harlan is like maybe my favorite announcer out there. He's he's great. I think okay. Ken agrees with you, right? Ken's a big Kevin Harlan. Like we're we all oh. like Kevin Harlan's objectively great. It's not like Kevin Harlan's bad. Yeah. But like he does do we that. And NBA I would just say argument. Yeah. Like we have the like, NBA argument about like who's number one. Nick did it in the first hour because Brian Anderson called the John Morant game last night. He's awesome too. There's like a lot of awesome NBA announcers right now. But Nick, to your point, like it's it's close. Yeah. Here's what I'd say to Will. Will said he's he's annoyed because now like he's gonna be like listening to Kevin Harlan and hearing this. I would argue that this will amplify Will. Your Kevin Harlan oh, experience. Better. I'm about, about, I'm about better. to say bang so MF and loud. That's my favorite Mike Breen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Are you uh on to the NFL? Are you uh Panthers gonna make it two in a row? Wait, five point dog against Green no. Bay. No, 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 no. They're gonna make it one in um, a row. <laughs> no. Hey, look, I don't know if you guys are watching that game. I mean the Falcons should have won, the Falcons should have covered. Desmond Ritter threw what is probably the worst interception of the year. It's up there. Jake Browning might, I mean, uh, Nick Mullins, excuse me, might like a word throwing that one to BJ Hill. He's sitting in his lap. I mean, that was a Santa Claus interception if I've ever seen one. But, like, there were four, I mean, I think the high number, I don't know what Carolina reported in attendance. Weather was crap. Awful. I mean, and I, I said this before the like the a whole week of the game. There was going to be nobody there. I think there was somebody that reported fifty two hundred people there. That seems big for the number that um, that I saw in the stands. I don't think you're going to get a ton more for this one because it's Christmas Eve in Charlotte, and you're asking people to go and like pay a ton of money and not do the Christmas things that they would normally do. And maybe maybe there's more people there because it's Christmas Eve. I don't know. I don't think anybody cares about this team right now. I don't think there's any discernible home field advantage. The Packers clearly much more motivated. They need to win this game to, to get in the playoffs. I really like the Packers, honestly, laying four and a half or, or five. Jordan Love should be able to throw all day all over this team. That pass rush should get home. I think Carolina sort of comes off this game feeling like they won their Super Bowl against Atlanta, so to speak. And, and I would be pretty surprised if, if the Panthers – one green bay defense now the one concern is that joe barry plays that just garbage like soft zone on third and in medium and that would be where i guess if you had any pass protection adam thielen and bryce young could kind of carve you up and convert some third down so that would be my only concern but they keep the panthers in anything outside of third and short all day they should be able to win this game pretty handily i think you better you bet with Nick and Ken on a Wednesday talking NFL week 16 with Will Brinson from CBS Sports on Twitter at Will Brinson. Uh, well, let's go to the Monday night game, the game of the year in the National Football League. Niners and the Ravens on Christmas night. Uh, San Francisco and Baltimore got bet. And like Ken and I are both kind of like, we like Niners in the game, whatever. San Francisco about four and a half or five at home. Total is 47. What do you like in the game on Monday night? And, uh, like, will it impact how you view NFL most valuable player over the last couple of weeks of the season? 
The Niners are the first team since like 2009 to win six straight games by 12 points or more. Just they are, it, it feels like, I mean, to make the obvious um, Marvel reference, they, they feel a little bit like, you know, Thanos right now in the sense that the Niners versus somebody in the Super Bowl sort of feels inevitable just because of how they squashed the Eagles and squashed the Cowboys. And, you know, they've dominated the Rams in the regular season with the exception of that one close postseason game. I think, I think, Honestly, the team that I think the Rams are the team that could give the Niners the most trouble just because Stafford could get on the heater. Um, but that's a lot of points for a Ravens team that has gotten has gotten up for the important games in a big way this year. Like Seattle's kind of rolling. They come to town and they just destroy them. Detroit's the hot team of the year and they come to Baltimore and Baltimore just obliterates them. Um, you've seen, I think, I think. The phrase play with your food is thrown around a lot these days. We use that a lot, but the Ravens can kind of do that with lesser opponents. And one of the things that is, I mean, certainly an obvious trend to me over the last two weeks is Baltimore's offense opening up Lamar Jackson's, the use of Lamar Jackson's running game and like more design runs, letting him scramble more. I think he's over 10 carries. I think he had 12 last game against the Jaguars over 10 the week before. And, I think this was purposeful. Kind of keep him in the pocket all season long. Keep him from taking a ton of hits. You know, great passing season. Highest completion percentage of his career. Extremely efficient. You lose Mark Andrews, and then it gets to December, and you want to make this push. You really want that one seed, and it feels like they're really letting Lamar Jackson run. Isaiah Likely's filled in nicely for Andrews, and Odell Beckham, you know, has been a I, – I think – you know, sort of like similar to how he, the difference maker like he was with the Rams, just in terms of not not old school Odell, but he can he can Rashad Bateman's coming on a little bit. I think I think the Ravens can hang here, and I don't I think it's just too many points with the Niners. But look, they are a absolute unit right now and trucking everybody. So I don't blame anybody for laying the points with San Francisco. What about uh, what about MVP? Well, like I you know you don't have to have a strong opinion on it per se, but like. I think a lot of people probably feel like if the Niners win this game, like they're they're gonna win the next two. They play like Washington at the Rams. I guess you say at the end of the season, maybe that's they something. Sit everybody feels like the Rams. this is the feels like this is the game where it's like if Purdy wins this game, I think a lot of people are really confident he's gonna win, and they have every right to feel that way. Um, I think the question's like, what happens if the Ravens win? Some people are like, well, Lamar Jackson would win if the Ravens win. I, I'm a little skeptical, but a lot of people are kind of bullish on that. Is it so? Does it make it really chaotic and someone else wins? Does Purdy win anyway? Because he's so far and away the best quarterback on the best team. What do you think here in about like a minute, 90 seconds? Like, how does this game affect how you would feel about MVP? Well, I mean, I think this game matters a lot for it. I I don't know that it matters as much for me, per se, because I still have Lamar a little bit ahead of Purdy just because of what's around them. And Purdy is a viable MVP candidate. If he wins, he wins. It's perfectly fine. I I don't have an issue with it. Um, To me, the value in the MVP race is... More so with Josh Allen, and, and obviously we I've said this a couple of weeks ago on this show, I believe, where he's like eighteen to one or twenty to one. He's down to twelve to one now. Um if 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 you get a really defensive battle and both Purdy and Lamar struggle against two good defenses in the Niners and the Ravens, and neither one puts up sort of that signature moment, and Allen keeps blitzkrieging at ninety-four yards, but I mean like the Bills keep blitz they keep running hot. I think he can sneak in and and steal it. But to, also because like Purdy McCaffrey is on every ballot too. 
Like people are putting McCaffrey on the ballot. What if Purdy has a so-so game and McCaffrey is a great game? There's a lot of room for him to vote for. And there's so much recency bias with the final three weeks of the season, final four weeks of the season, whatever it is, where somebody can come in and steal this award in a year when there is no one who like has definitively grabbed a hold of it. Purdy's got a plenty of love out there. But I think if Lamar had a much better game than Purdy, voters would be more than willing to flip their flip their vote to Lamar. Have about 30 seconds here, Will. Um, Christmas obviously coming up. Did you get your son, Robbie, like did he ask for like any new video game for Christmas this year? Like what, what's Robbie into these days? <laughs> I, I mean, look, I'm a video game dad, so I just sort of buy him like whatever video games he wants along the way. Um, I think we've got <laughs> some uh, five – Five Nights at Freddy's uh, action coming his way. You know what? Uh, what is pretty cool? He's uh, he's huge into chess. He's a really good little chess player. Nine, he'll be ten on January third. He's 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 get dangerously close to taking down Dad chess. And obviously, you guys know I'm a, a genius and a savant, so you can assume I'm good at chess. But um, Robbie, yes, <laughs> Robbie's Robbie's gotten close to taking me down, and uh, so he's got a lot of chess stuff, a lot of video game stuff. Maybe the new uh, the new Sonic uh, I think is in his uh, in in the, in the future for Robbie. Are we are we sure he's your kid? Dominating the chess? I, I don't know what's, what's going on here. Chess? Are you? I'm good at chess. Right. I'm good are at you? checkers. Okay, oh, bye. And then, as we know, they're the same game. <laughs> Will on Twitter. Merry, hey, Will. Merry Christmas to you and the family, my friend. Will on Twitter at Will Brinson. The Pick Six Podcast. CBS Sports HQ. CBS Sports. Dot com. Uh, coming up next. All right. Okay, bye. Uh, okay, Will, thanks. CBS Sports teammate, joins us to start next hour. The great Steve Berline with Nick and Ken. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> On the BetQL Network.